This conference will now be recorded. Yes, yes, this is Rick Napier, the CEO at 321BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California, and 321BizDev is a sales systems and business development company which helps white collar small business owners improve sales productivity and sales performance. 321BizDev is also the first company that I have found that is launched and is in production with a digital networking platform for white collar small business owners and consumers to, to collaborate in a more meaningful way. So today is April 4th, 2023, and today we have a returning guest. Her name is Jessica Macho, and she is a registered nurse and a legal nurse consulting consultant and the owner of Prestige Legal Nurse Consulting based in Western Pennsylvania. So good afternoon, Jessica. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Rick. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'll tell you what, I am so proud of you because Thank you. you have, I mean, I mean, so there's like a few clients that I have probably like I can name them on two hands. Okay. But these are the people that they, they stuck with it. And when I say stuck with it, I don't mean that it was so, uh, it was so overwhelming for them. They just had to get used to doing something the same way and to communicate in a professional manager in a manner. And, and when you do that, people will notice you. You can't sit back in your business in a silo and think that people will find out who you are and will, and will engage you without any type of um, you putting some effort forward. So I, I applaud your efforts because you're not the first, but there, are, there have been so many people that I've connected with who wanted things to happen within the first week or the first month or the first three months. And they've said, yeah, Rick, the training was great, but I still don't have any customers. And I say, well, what have, are you following? Are you trying, are you putting out the effort to communicate with, with small business owners? Because that, in essence, that's what we have to do. And it's not like uh, optional, you have to do it. And, and it, yes, at first it seems very difficult. It's, it's a painstaking process in our mind, not in our activities, but in our mind. It's a painstaking, painstaking uh, uh, issue. But once you get past that learning curve and you become more comfortable with talking to people about what you do, and, and, and as you're ready to talk about here in a few seconds, people start seeing the value that you bring to their, their law firms, that's when you know you're on the right path and you're gonna start, you're gonna take off on this, on this uh, launch pad and just you know, start working at a high level, and people will start calling you just like just as they're doing. So please explain. When we were talking offline, you were telling me about a, a law firm there in Pennsylvania that has uh, connected with you and engaged you. So tell me how that happened, and tell me what what plans that you have, uh, or you and this law firm have um, come up with in terms of working together. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I'll start off by saying, uh, you know, it, it does take persistence and it does take dedication uh, to really make, especially a small business, a successful small business. Um, you know, and I'm at the point now where, where I wouldn't necessarily 
you know what? I take that back. I, I, I would consider my business successful in that I have stuck with it. I have, you know, continued to learn. I've continued to grow. Um, you know, so I guess success can be man, or, you know, measured in a variety of different ways, but the growth that I have overcome over the last, what, year, a little over a year since you and I have been working together. Um, and it is, it's, it's easy to sit back and say, oh my God, this is going to be, you know, such a, a quick, quick and easy thing. I'm going to do this course and I'm going to get all these clients and, you know, be super successful. And sometimes that happens. If it happens right away like that, great. Um, oftentimes, though, it does take that dedication and that persistence and really just the, the willingness to continue to learn. Um, you know, because if it wasn't for that, then then I obviously wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Um, but, yeah, through that persistence and through that dedication that I have maintained over the last uh, year, year and a half or so, um, I have gotten many more uh, attorney clients, um, some of them, you know, from me reaching out, some of them from them reaching out, some of them, um, you know, honestly by accident. Uh, but this particular one was uh, very interesting because it was actually a, a patient or, or a consumer that reached out to me um, because they are from the area in which I live. And, um, you know, it was kind of one of those things that I had a friend who had a friend who had a friend and they, you know, knew what I was doing. And they're like, oh, well, let me talk to my friends who can maybe get in touch with their friends. Um, so anyway, long story short, they reached out. I got them in contact with an attorney um, and a, a law firm uh, in the in the area, and that particular law firm um, wasn't able to help them. Uh, you know, which is actually, I think, personally, a you know what makes law firms kind of stand out above others when they are willing to admit that a case isn't right for them. Um, so. In turn, they referred me to another firm um, that may be able to assist in this particular case. And through that, uh, we set up a couple different phone calls and got to know each other, you know, just through uh, verbal communication. Um, but, yeah, once I'm healed from the surgery that I had two weeks ago, um, we actually plan on meeting to uh, I'll meet this particular attorney as well as his colleagues and discuss how we can collaborate uh, in the future for many different cases that they have. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, definitely something I'm very much looking forward to and incredibly excited about. That is, that is totally awesome. And when you said it, it happened by luck, I think you said it just happened out of the blue or something like that. Uh, I think um, I don't think some I don't think many things happen out of the blue. I think what what has happened that you have put in, you have put some effort out. You reached out to some attorneys. We've done probably I don't know. I said maybe 10, 10 podcast episodes, ten sessions. 
and our podcast episodes get gets listened to. I'm not saying that the the law firm there in Western Pennsylvania heard the podcast, but you'd be surprised when people hear things and they don't see people don't hear what we talk about on the regular media uh, outlets like news channels or uh, radio, you know, radio and TV. People don't hear what we talk about, what you and I talk about, Jessica, or what the digital networking sessions talk about, because our focus is to connect with consumers and business owners, because a lot of consumers have told me and the behavioral psychologists, the, the PhDs, they have reported that 68% of consumers still want personal engagement. You know, GPT chat, which is the, the new AI uh, thing that's that's uh, everybody's talking about. Yeah, it may have a place with uh, organizing, organizing some materials in the, at the very, very low stages. But when it comes to, um, you know, a business owner and a consumer or two business owners connecting, I don't give a damn what CPT chat uh, says it can do. There's nothing that will ever uh, uh, overcome two business owners or a business owner and, and a consumer having a live conversation about what uh, they're what they're looking for. So I Absolutely. like I tell like I tell my friends, I don't care what see what GPT chat can do with AI. No one's no one can ever predict how humans are going to interact with each other because there are 16 different personalities. And if you cut if you slice those 16 different personalities up between morning <laughs> and afternoon and evening and bad day, good day, great coffee. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Coffee or no coffee. That's that's like a thousand different outcomes. So G GPT chat, yeah. congratulations to you. But you'll never be able to duplicate the kind of conversations that uh, Jessica and I are having or Jessica and her law firm, her new colleagues and, and, and DNS and, and, and dentists and, and CPAs are having. So go ahead, continue. Go ahead and add what you wanted to add. No, that's that's interesting. Um, you know, I do a lot of risk mitigation uh, type work as well, and I very much am still within the healthcare realm of things as well. And um, you know, provide a lot of education and and guidance and consulting uh, work. But through that, it's insane to me how frequently people want to forget that human interaction and i always tell people guys remember good old-fashioned communication is still the best way of communication mm -hmm. everybody wants to sit down and email somebody everybody wants to text somebody and you know you just you don't get the personal connection um i'm a big big one in you know that if i talk to somebody I really just need to feel like our personalities connect and the uh, conversations are fluid. Like if you're really struggling and pushing to to have a conversation, then maybe that's not the person that you should be communicating with at that point. Um, you know, I, I do really like things to to be uh, effortless and and fluid. And you know, the only way to get that is through 
truly verbal communication. You know, and, and AI, I mean, as awesome as it is and, and as great as those advancements can be for many, um, it, you always have to keep in the back of your mind, you know, is, is that really real? Whereas with an actual human interaction, it is as real as it gets. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very on board with that. Exactly. And I posted something recently. And just to let people know, I, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be on social media. Uh, social media to me ha- is, is really a, a um, what would I call it? It's, it's a nicety. I, I mean, I love to see what I upload. I love to see the, the images moving. I love to see my, I love to hear my voice after I have recorded something. And I love to hear, you know, our podcast episodes on social media because we're interacting. But what I always look at is the number of people who are, who are also listening uh, to what we have to say. And I will tell you that those numbers are not high. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, my, the, the numbers of what I post are not high. And I think what it's because is because that the, the people that I'm reaching out to, it's only a small fraction of the number of people that I have access to. Because I have a database with everybody's name, phone number, uh, some email address, um, their website. And social media has been this, oh, this is so attractive. This is so nice to see what I have posted or what other people have posted. So what I use social media for is not so much that I'm looking for someone to call me. I use it just like I use my other database that has a million business owners in it. I look, I use the, 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 the links, not the links, but I see the accounts that are in social media. And I kind of say, is that person nice? Does that person have a good website? And if I get to hear that person talk, if they upload a video, is that someone that I would like to refer my customers to? And if all three are correct, let me call him. Let me call her and see if we can talk. But this is one thing I found out, and I think I posted it, Jessica, on social media. If a person posts something on social media and they're not controlling, in other words, the business owner is not controlling the account, there's like a high 95% chance that a social media specialist is seeing everything they're they're seeing the likes they're getting the the messages from like yourself and from from myself and the business owner may not even know about it and that's because to their credit the social media specialists are in in a way they're, they're serving as a gatekeeper their role is to only really get excited about someone that says Oh, I want to see this dentist. Oh, I want to, you know, use this attorney service, the CPA, the plastic surgeon, you know, the um, the dentist, the general contractor. That's what the social media specialist specialist role is all about. Now, you and I, we we manage our own accounts. I know you manage your own account. I've always managed my own account, but that's just how things work. These um, social media specialists who work for these uh, white collar small business owners, I, I can tell you I have, I've done hundreds of calls. Uh, I've uh, posted something and I'll get, a, I'll get a message back. Oh, that's great. You know, thanks, thanks for the information. 
So at the very beginning stages, I was thinking, oh, I'm talking to the owner. So I pick up the phone. Hey, Joe. Hey, Sally. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I don't speak to Sally or sometimes I do speak to Sally or Joe. And Joe and Sally have no idea who I am. Now, that doesn't bother me from a like mentally. It doesn't it doesn't disrupt my my flow and how I work. But what it tells me that it is almost just a good idea just to call the company. <laughs> just call them. I mean, if, if you're banking on, you know, response rates, you're banking on, um, you know, how many appointments you can get, how many times you can talk to someone about your products and services. If the dollar amount, uh, well, let me put it this way, as the dollar amount increases, it is to your benefit as a business owner to have just as much uh, motivation to pick up the phone and call, or the second best way is to email, uh, just because you no know, email then follow it with a phone call. But I'm just letting people know, especially if you have a business like Jessica's and mine, um, <clears throat> that it, it may make sense for you to shift some of your efforts into just reaching out to the business owner directly outside of social media, either by phone or by email. So what do you think about that, Jessica? I totally agree, um, you know, with with the fact that a lot of times, oftentimes it's it's really not the, the person that we're necessarily trying to get in contact with, um, which is great for them. You know, obviously, then their business has scaled to the point where they can, you know, afford to pay for that social media uh, marketer and, and person that handles all of that. But, you know, to that point, it's limiting the potential for networking, um, you know, mm -hmm. because, again, while I'm a small business owner, they're a small business owner, as we collaborate, you know, they give me jobs to to look at and, and cases to review and get my analysis and my expert opinions and, and um, you know, increase the value of their of their case. But at the same time, I can bring them in more more clients just, you know, as we discussed at the beginning of this call, that person reached out to me because they had a friend who had a friend who had a friend, you know, and um, if I'm if I have that relationship with you as, you know, small business owner to small business owner and, and we're working together, we collaborate well, well together, that business is going to come in. But if that is being stopped um, at that first, you know, level, then then you're you're missing out. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. Uh, I'm learning much more about social media, you know, and working with you and actually sort of analyzing uh, who is, I guess, interacting with posts, who's commenting on posts, or who is potentially just, you know, seeing them and, and scrolling on by. Um, you know, it, it's eye-opening for sure. Um, and the engagement is there most of the time, but it's definitely, I, I wouldn't say one of the best ways of growing a small business, especially a small business. I mean, if you're a larger business, obviously that 
that social media person is is dire to to your company um you know and really it is a lot of extra work to sometimes create posts and things like that but it doesn't have to be every single day it doesn't have to be multiple times a day um you know so it's uh the potential's there to to bring more in it's just utilizing that potential in the right way yeah exactly I even did a calculation based on some data that I found about, and I and I looked at personal injury attorney as a as the main one because it has, I mean, if you, if you think about the industry, just think about wherever you live or if you've ever been to a big city, you can drive through Philly, you can drive through New York, you can drive through LA, and you know in Los Angeles, I would say when I used where I used to work as a, a, a corporate executive. I could drive on a freeway in Los Angeles for a month and I might see, let's say, let's, let's, let's be, let's, let's go like high bar. Let's say I might see 100 accidents in a month. And I would say a lot of those accidents are just minor. Now I'm talking not just the freeway, but just, you know, city streets. And so I, so I would say out of 100 accidents that I may see, not, and that 100 is really, really high. I mean, it's not that many, but I'm just going to use 100. I would see maybe, I would say five accidents that I would drive by and say, whoa, that was pretty bad. That was really, really bad. The rest are not that bad. You know, let's just, let's exchange um, insurance information. Or sometimes in LA, the person flees the scene. <laughs> I'm just being honest. They flee the scene. <laughs> so there is, you know, so hopefully the person has uninsured motorists. But when I when I looked at my data, and I, I want to share this with people, and I want to, you know, use this information to, to support what has happened to you there with the attorney there in, in Pennsylvania. So let's say if every personal injury attorney had to stand in line to wait their turn, to get a case. I know that sounds very robotic. And so the, the sort of the picture I want to paint is that all the personal injury attorneys, they get together and they draw up and they, they take numbers. Like if you go to, uh, I don't know, the doctor or the, or the medical center and you say, take a number, <laughs> take a number, take a number. And let's say a hundred personal injury attorneys take a number from one through a hundred. And they all agree that before attorney number 29 gets a case, 28 gets a case first. And then after 28, then there's 29, and attorney number 30 gets a case. So you got 100 personal injury attorneys that agree to just wait their turn, you know? And then out of 300 people that, that could have a, a serious accident, not a, not a little minor, uh, fender bender, but a serious a serious accident. One out of that 300 need a personal injury attorney. And then let's add to that. Okay, so Jessica, just to let you jump in, how many different personal injury uh, attorney uh, things that would qualify for a personal injury attorney to get involved? Like, okay, I know accident. What else? It's like like five or six names some that you can think of uh that like a personal injury attorney would litigate would be yes. uh you know 
accident, a slip and fall, uh, you know, say somebody walks into, let's, I don't know, let's say a, a grocery store and the floor is wet and they slip and fall. That could be personal injury. Um, uh, you could also have, you could have assaults, um, you know, one person versus another person, whether it's a domestic situation or, uh, you know, out at the bar one night, had too many drinks and, uh, one person ended up in the hospital. Um, there could also be what, uh, malpractice is one. Um, could be depending on depending on uh, if it's being litigated, I guess, as a personal injury or a malpractice, because there's certain situations there, um, basically that that you have to. Uh, basically prove that there was intent of, you know, harm, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, let's see, pedestrian accidents, um, you know, car versus pedestrian, um, animal well, attacks. Homes. Oh yeah. Dog bites. Oh yes. Nursing. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Nursing home. Um, those can actually be a variety of things depending on the situation and the outcome of the situation. You can have personal injury, wrongful death, uh, negligence, oh, things like death. that. Yeah, wrongful um, death, yeah. negligence. So many different. Yeah. So I would say, let's say I use the number six. Neglect. So I so use many. the number six <laughs> to trigger the need for a personal injury, malpractice, wrongful death attorney. Because I know some attorneys, uh, personal injury attorneys, list all of those items we just we just mentioned. So then I said, how many cases mm -hmm. would each personal injury attorney get per year if the area population is 500,000. Just to let people know, went to Cal Berkeley, was a whiz at statistics. I took, let's see, I took six statistics courses. I only needed two, but I love the subject so much, I took six. So I calculated, again, 100 personal injury attorneys, one out of 300 people had a strong need for a personal injury attorney uh, and six incidents to trigger the need for a personal injury attorney. And the population size is 500,000. So that's like most American, uh, you know, metro cities like, you know, the Pittsburgh's, the uh, Philadelphia's, which has more, the Atlanta's, you know, the Houston's, the Dallas, the Boise, Idaho, you know, Seattle, you know, Tampa, Florida, I calculated if all the attorneys just stood in line and waited their turn, each attorney would get 3.65 cases per attorney per year. 3.65 cases per attorney per year. Obviously, like, you know, I don't know what these settlements are like. Sometimes they're low, sometimes they're extremely high. But to me, that does not um, make me excited to be a personal injury attorney if I had to wait my turn. And they said, oh, Rick, attorney at law, we got a case for you. You're number 45. Great. <laughs> See, what, and what that tells me is there are some attorneys who look at, who look at things and they say, uh, I don't want just 3.65 cases per, you know, per attorney per year. Maybe I want 10. 
Well, if that attorney gets 10, there are going to be some attorneys that don't get 3.65. Maybe some attorneys get two. So the point is, and this goes back to what you were saying about your, your, your contact there locally, that attorneys need to use uh, uh, people like yourself, people like myself, and build this consumer database. And that's why we started the digital networking session to have these consumers and small business owners collaborate. Everybody gets an email twice a month with uh, the attorney's information, the attorney talking, the attorney saying, yes, I'm attorney Joe Smith. I'm in, I'm in Western Pennsylvania. I'm in uh, South Mobile, Alabama. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm in Boise, Idaho. And this is what I do. And that gets out to two to 300 people, you know, per, per every two weeks. And someone is going to know someone like one out of 300 people that need a personal injury attorney. So that's, that's the reason why I, I, I decided to crunch these numbers because we need to show uh, you and I and the, intern the attorneys need to know that they need to uh, surround themselves with more people. They need, to, they need to add more people to their network who pe people who know about these personal injury attorneys not just once per year, not just driving down the interstate, I-75 or I-95, you know, oh, there's Joe Smith attorney. I won't see his sign again unless I pass through, you know, Charlottesville, Virginia. I won't see his sign ever again. So that's, 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 those are the numbers that I crunched, Jessica. What did you think, think about that? Well, first of all, uh... The fact that you actually sat down and came up with all those numbers and crunched them is impressive. <laughs> uh, I, as a nurse, hate numbers. Uh, I'm the first to admit it. I hate numbers. <laughs> um, you know, but in all seriousness, 3.6, you know, cases a year. That's, I mean, just think about it. 300, 365 days a year. Do you know how long you would have to drag out each case just to be functional for an entire year? You know, that's, that's a lot of, you know, what's the word I'm even looking for? That's, okay, that's, okay, so that's a lot said, of. Uh, when you said drag out, what did you mean by that? <laughs> so, I mean, cases, cases can tend to be longer sometimes in duration but you know if you have just 3.6 cases in an entire year a case that could be wrapped up from start to finish in let's say 20 days you know to to give yourself work with that number of clients in a year you're going to have to take that 20 days and you're going to have to extend it to like 60 days, you know, just to bill for it somehow bill see. For it. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. So the communication with others is, is key. Um, you know, and this attorney that, you know, I um, talked about at the beginning of this podcast, I went into it fully expecting that they weren't going to need me for the case that I was giving them. 
Um, and that's okay. You know, it's, it's pretty, you know, cut and dry. And I even said, you know, here's, here's this case, you know, I just want to help this person. Um, and it's very likely that you're not going to need me for this particular one. But then through the conversation, we continue to go, you know, further and further and plan on collaborating with each other, you know, frequently and, and, um, on multiple cases. That said, I brought them to clients in less than 24 hours because it just so happens I had a friend reach out looking for this particular kind of attorney um, that really is is outside of, of what I do. But I knew this particular group had that kind of attorney in their group. So reached out to them and the very next day, one of their one of their uh, colleagues was on the phone with my friend, you know, getting everything going for for them. So two brand new clients in the door, less than 24 hours. Wow. See, Just by. See, okay. see, and see, the thing is going back, going back to that number. OK, so one out of 300 people need personal injury attorney. Okay, so you have blown, you have just blew up that that statistic. See, that's why like what we do because I just put out there one out of 300 in a matter of, you know, a week, you found one and then you found two. Mm -hmm. So you have, you have out what they call that, they call it an outlier. Okay, so if you look at a bell curve and a bell curve is the thing that starts at the middle and it sort of goes to each side and flattens out like a bell you have blown the statistic. In other words, you have outperformed what I just, what I just um, uh, gave in an example. So the attorneys that you're working with, they should be pleased because, because of your efforts, Jessica, you have found more attorneys or you have found more potential prospects or legal cases for those attorneys than the, the statistic that I just outlined. And I and I was very I was being very mm -hmm. generous with the with the example that I gave. Maybe the number of three hundred is higher. Maybe the personal injury attorneys is more than a hundred. If you live in a big city, uh, or if you live near a big city like the Pittsburghs, the New Yorks, the Clevelands, the uh, Detroits, uh, Cincinnatis, there are more than a hundred personal injury attorneys in those cities. I know in L.A. there's probably five hundred. 500 so yeah i know you can walk downtown pittsburgh and, and see many of them standing on just one street so <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's a lot and and you know but but again through that that networking through the conversation and uh the interaction you know your efforts to utilize my services and meet me and get to know me and collaborate with me, you know, really it's, it's, it's a win-win. I mean, obviously for both of us, um, I'm getting clients in turn, giving you clients, you're giving, uh, you know, you're getting clients in turn, giving me medical records to review. So therefore clients. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a win-win no matter, no matter how you look at it. And then of course, at the end of everything, 
increasing the value of the outcome, um, you know, through, through reviews and finding things that you may not have found without, you know, a specialist and an expert in, in certain areas. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I love the way things are going. And uh, this is only the beginning because it, when I make the final decision to move off of social media, that means it's going to be pure work like I used to do when I was in corporate America. Just pick up the phone and chat with someone. And my, as a matter of fact, I want to add before I close, this Saturday, I'm offering a free business training. And this is the, the business fundamentals that I believe a lot of white collar small business owners didn't get while going through, through law school, dental school, CPA certif certification, and medical school. It's uh, 10.30 Eastern time, and it's uh, gonna be 90 minutes of basic business uh, topics. Uh, things like ROI, what should a business do? What, a, what should businesses look, like, look at? Uh, what are some of the bit, uh, um, obstacles that stop people from doing business? Uh, so it's gonna be 90 minutes of, of free business training this is not the six hour training that I offer uh, the selling without appearing to sell, but I can offer the 90 minute training for those who are interested and they can reach me at 415-413-0900 or if they want the information in Spanish, uh, please call uh, Jaylene Rodriguez at 754-600-9997 or just go to 321bizdev.com. So Jessica, any closing comments and please leave your contact information. Yeah, so anybody listening, I definitely encourage you to reach out and take advantage of that 90 minute, um, you know, informational that that uh, Rick is going to provide because it is full, packed full of information. Of course, it's not as intense as the six hour one, but, um, you know, in taking the courses uh, through him before, it, it's life changing. So definitely encourage you to reach out. Uh, listen in and learn. Uh, but to reach me directly, uh, please reach out via phone, 814-330-3847. Uh, Email jmacho, that's J-M-A-T-C-H-O, at prestigelnc.net. And my website is prestigelnc.net. All right, perfect. So Jessica, I want to thank you today, April 4th, 1.30 on the East Coast, 10.30 on the West Coast. And you have a great day. And we will talk soon about uh, some exciting changes with the digital networking sessions. And well, not changes, but updates and increase in activity. So take care and make it a great day. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right, bye-bye.